Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. And I'm Lay. And this is the Wild Day Not Podcast. Welcome. Welcome, friends. How's it going? Um, oh, this is a check-in? Yeah, you just jump right into it, right? Not really. I was just saying hi. Oh, hi. <laughs> it's going. It's going. Uh, yeah. Okay, I'll start anyway with checking in. If you're asking me how I'm feeling, I'm feeling fine. I'm doing quite well. Anything happening this week or has happened? Nothing really. I feel like it's just been a pretty calm regular average week just mm-hmm. getting Yara stronger with walking she did oh she did her vaccinations oh boy so we took her today for her 12 month, 12 month vaccinations and they were rough um she was screaming her head off thank oh, god no. her dad was there she was losing it I was so freaked out I'm like oh my did god she take one or two okay so to be honest this is the second week last week she did two mm-hmm. and so she came back this week for her last one and it was funny because as soon as the, the doctor came into the room immediately she, she knew like, <laughs> like a look on her face she was like no no so I was fr- like freaking out going crazy but I mean everything can be solved with food for Yara yeah. so as soon as like she was crying screaming it was done I just stuck like uh, one of those pouches those love childs in her mouth and she was good to go so besides that it's been a pretty uneventful week but um, yeah I'm happy that's finally over with and uh, yeah we're just getting excited and getting ready for Montessori next week first day back to work Okay, that's in two weeks. So let's, go on, let's, just, let's just cross that bridge when we get there. Right now, we're just getting your art to school. Um, what about you? How's your week? Mm, it was good. Okay. I started work, my real full week of work, because last week I was sick. Mm. But um, it was hard. Oh, I bet. I got back into the swing of things um, for my job itself. But waking up at 5.45 a.m., couldn't do it. Listen. I put my phone on like 5.30 so I could snooze to the very last second. Oh, wow. And I also have to throw myself off the bed, (laughs) like land on the ground (laughs) so I can actually get up. It's terrible. But, you know, I'm not too worried. It's a routine thing. So eventually I'll get used to it. Sooner or later, you'll get back into it. It's tough. Definitely. I'm empathetic. And it's so weird because waking up at 545, I mean, listen, last year this time, you were waking up multiple times throughout the night. So like, I know. waking up early uh, really isn't the challenge, but it's waking up early and then leaving and having to be productive. Like that yeah. is like, what the heck? Another thing is I was, I'm putting Winter to bed a lot earlier. Mm-hmm. So she's waking up at 5 a.m. Oh yeah. That. And I'm, it's like, hey. <laughs> No, no. Give me 45 minutes, please. Right? But, um, you know, I just wake up for dad. 
I'm like, That's I'm not it. doing it. Sorry. No. Wake me up at 5.50, please. Because after you guys leave, he can still sleep for a little bit longer, right? Sometimes. Sometimes he goes into the office so he can drive me halfway okay. to work. Oh, that's nice. Um, but sometimes I just take the car because mm. I just have things to do after. Fair enough. Yeah. It's not bad, though. Everyone's loving life. Winter's living our best life at daycare. And nice. And hasn't gotten sick. Praise God. <laughs> Not this week. Thank yeah, God. I know, right? I know. This is true. So we're healthy and we're excited. So it's been a great week. I have no complaints. Fabulous. In we're other gonna- news. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to jump into bomb moms. Before we jump in, we have a bomb mom present. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so excited. Yup. We have a guest. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Season two. We told you guys we were coming back with something new. See what happens when you guys talk to us? Right? We deliver. Listen, I said you wanted guests. And you know what? We have, like, we're in the presence of greatness, friends. Tonight, <laughs> <laughs> mommy vlogger and so much more. So um, we'll jump into Bomb Moms. Before we do that, we need to give you the space to introduce yourself. because Sure. So, hey, guys, um, my name is Sanite, and um, yeah, I'm here. I'm a mommy <laughs> blogger. Um, I'm also a therapist, and I'm just on a extra long mat leave. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> Extended mat leave, yes. Those yes, are the best yes. Fabulous. Um, so, um, oh, and thanks for having me. Oh, oh thank girl, you. Please. It's an the honor. Thank you. Um, we're going to jump into Bomb Moms. So my nomination this week is goes out to Marcy Ian. Uh, I'm not sure how many of you are familiar, or if any of you are familiar, but she is one of the hosts on the CTV talk show, The Social. I had the privilege of going to The Social this week. It was phenomenal, such a great experience. I got a free book um, on astrology, and I also got a free book and movie tickets to go see that new movie, Just Mercy, that um, Michael B. Jordan is starring in. Ooh. I got that because I was... Loud. Yeah, well, thank you for rewarding me for you know <laughs> for well, being you. For being yeah. me. Like I feel, I feel good about this. Like, like and it was funny because I was one of the like there was another lady who I didn't feel was like as expressive, but whatever. She got a book first, and then I was like, oh wait, all we have to do is be loud. Okay, I got this, and I promised my friend next to me, I'm like, I'm going to get a book, and she's like, there's no need to reassure me. I know this. Um, and then shortly after, I got one. So, anyways. Marcy Ian is amazing. I just, I absolutely adore her. Um, I was a fan before I had a, the opportunity to like witness her live in the flesh. And it just kind of reinforced everything that I thought. She was so kind, so poised, so articulate. She's a mom of two. Um, she's very, very uh, pro-black. She's so unapologetic about being um, a black woman and talking about race and having uncomfortable conversations. And I remember her confronting actually that the other day because one of the viewers had said, like, why do you always talk about race? You always circle it back to race. And she says, like, because of the body that I occupy. Like, I don't have the space. I don't have the room or the luxury not to Mm -hmm. because of who I am. So that's just who I am. And you're going to have to deal with it, which I absolutely love. I also discovered recently that she owns her own um, like footwear line. Her and Pinball Clemens' wife. wife, yeah. And they're like the first black Canadian female-owned footwear uh, line. So I felt like that was pretty huge, too. So anyway, Marcy Ian, I am a huge, huge fan. I actually told her that she's my girl crush. And she was like, oh, my God, that's so sweet. I mean it. And then I held onto her hand a little too hard. And she slipped her (laughs) Give her a book. Give her a book. Uh, But yeah, she's great. So that's my nomination. Awesome. What about you, girl? As usual, I don't prepare, so okay. <laughs> All right. um, I'm going to steal your old nomination because you didn't nominate her, uh, Shay Mitchell. Ah, 
Yeah, I'm going to nominate Good. her because she's a new mom mm-hmm. and she shared her experience on YouTube. And I thought that was great for her to use that platform as a celebrity or influencer. Yeah. Um, because she was really transparent about her journey and the decisions that she made with her partner. Mm-hmm. And I thought we should shout her out for that because not everyone is 100% transparent about mm-hmm. their life and the decisions they make, especially with their children, because people are so judgmental. Absolutely. And she has such a huge following and people have these outrageous opinions about everything that she does. So mm-hmm. I have to shout her out for that. Is she Canadian? I think so. Um, I know that her spouse is. Like, Matt Babel's obviously Canadian, mm-hmm. but I wasn't mm-hmm. sure if she was. But that's dope. Yeah. Shout out to you, Shay. Shout out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so my bomb mom is uh, Tracy Moore. I'm, oh, yeah. like, obsessed with her. And similar to, like, Marcy Ian, like, she's unapologetically her. Yes. You know, like, she posts um, when she's cuddling with her kids. Mm-hmm. You know, she talks about hair and how people ask her, why don't you wear your natural hair? And she's like, listen, you don't know my hair journey. Like, <laughs> mind your business, yeah. right? And she just is, like, steadfast in, like, her beliefs and her yeah. lifestyle and that she's a working mom and she does things her way. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I just admire her. That's and I, I'm, I'm sure it wasn't easy, like, taking over that show to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if she got backlash, but she's just someone that is just so strong and sure of herself and confident. And, and yeah, and I just love it. It's something that I admire. Oh, yeah. I do love her. She's a good one, too. Okay, let's jump into the topic of the day. Why is tonight here? Outside Why of am I here? <laughs> <laughs> um, so today we are going to be talking to tonight about being a mom of multiples. Right, we're talking about, like, balancing it all. Like, again, mom, and taking that in any direction that you'd like to. Like, speaking directly about your family, about your kids, but mm-hmm. also about, like, you know, your professional life and how you navigate both. Because being a blogger and a mom and a therapist, like you, and a wife, like you wear so many hats. Yeah. And we're all curious about how to do that with one child, let alone three. Yeah. So. So, um, <laughs> where do I start? So, I mean, before I became a mom of multiples, I was a mom of one. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I had my first child um, for like a couple months, I was like, how come no one told me about this? Like, how come <laughs> no one prepared me for motherhood? Like, I just felt like so much of the advice was, like, around pregnancy and was around, like, how many onesies I should get her and, <laughs> you know, like, sleepwear and all that. But it wasn't about, like, my body healing and it yeah. wasn't about how I was going to manage um, life on no sleep and mm-hmm. learn all these things that I have no idea about, right? Yeah. So, I mean, so that was really challenging and... um After I kind of went through that, um, I stayed home with her for a lot longer than I expected, 18 months. And I went back to work. I was happy to go back to work. I was like, I just felt like my mind was melting. I didn't feel like I was being stimulated. Mm. I wanted to progress my career and it wasn't where my career was. My career wasn't where I wanted it to be. And so I wanted to grow my career and I want to make money. So... So, yes, yeah, so I went back to work. I was happy to go back to work, but we always wanted to grow our family. Like, oh, Othiel and I always wanted a lot of kids. Like, we always wanted three kids. That was our goal. Oh, wow. Yeah. Do you guys both come from big families? No, like, he has one sister, but I have I have five siblings. Okay. So, <laughs> so I have five siblings. Wow. So I was like, there's no way I'm going to have six kids, but I'll have three. Like, okay. I'll take three kids. Othniel always wanted four kids. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so after, so my, my kids have a three year gap, my first two. And I, I love that gap. It Mm -hmm. was, it was perfect. Um, so when I had my second, it wasn't as, it wasn't as hard, Mm -hmm. but it was still challenging. Like 
it, the analogy that I, I give people, it felt like um, I couldn't breathe all day until my husband came home. Oh, it was oh. like, I was like, I was holding my breath. Oh like, my God. Yo, this is so hard. Like, wait, but you <laughs> prefaced it with, it's, it wasn't that challenging, but Not I felt as, like I couldn't breathe. <laughs> no, for me, one child was more challenging. What? Yeah, because I just didn't know anything. Oh, okay. And it was like okay. learning, and, and my first child was more challenging than my second. My second was a lot more easygoing, and like, she was just an easier baby. Yeah. My mm-hmm. first one was like, I had to hold her all the time, woke oh up gosh. every two hours, only wanted me. It was mm. really hard. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, two wasn't that bad um, until I went back to work. That was, that's when it was hard. Okay. To be honest, that was hard. And three is another. So what kind of challenges did you face going back to work with yeah. multiple children? Um, so I didn't go back to work with my, with three, but with two, um, it was like, it was hard getting ready. Every morning, um, not only to get them ready, but like I had to get myself ready for work. Yeah. And I work nearby. So my husband was gone before us and came back after us, oh. you know, because I worked down the street. And so I was the one doing drop offs and pickups. That was so hard. Like, wow. so I'm, you know, dropping off my my 11th month old baby and then I have this four year old and I have to take her in with me into the daycare mm. and then I have to go back in the car and then I have to take her to her daycare oh I walk through the school and then I have to figure out who do I pick up first I always had to have snacks on me because they're miserable and yeah, they want yeah, snacks yeah. even though it's a 10 minute drive yeah. like yeah, so that was um, that was really hard pick up and drop offs. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and then I get home and I'm and I'm working too. Yeah. yeah. And so and I'm working like a mentally intensive job. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm counseling people all day, and I didn't even get a second to get myself together because I'm rushing. Like, gotta get my kids. Yeah. I gotta wow. get my kids early. Like, always had to get my kids early. I was that mom. Like, I did not spend a minute. Like, I'm racing to pick them up, mm-hmm. and yeah. Isn't that, that was, so crazy? Like the irony of that? Like she's like trying to preserve everyone's mental health except for her own. Oh, like, God. Yeah. That's wild. I can I can relate to that definitely because the job I do is very mentally taxing. Mm-hmm. And I before I had winter, it was so important for me to de-stress after coming home. Mm-hmm. But now it's like I look at my watch just before work's over and I'm like, I'm out. I yeah. have to go pick up my baby. And yeah. then clock out of work, clock into mom, and it's just like, I got to pick a winter. I got to make her dinner. I have to pack her lunch. I got to play with her. I have to read to her. I have to give her a bath. I have to get her dressed. Then you go to bed, and it's like, I'm in a coma. (laughs) I feel like I'm in a coma. Wow. And then you wake up, and I have to get myself together, throw myself out of bed, (laughs) and then get winter ready, and then bring her to daycare, and then start it all over again. And I'm like, is this life? Word. (laughs) Is this going to be the routine that I have forever? Or will, is there a better way? I don't yeah. know. I honestly don't know. Or maybe this is just motherhood and I'm just being a princess. That's scary <laughs> no, to me. It's really hard. I mean, with my first job, I was lucky because I had I had a really um, wonderful boss. And so I remember my first week, she was like, I know you're driving from Toronto. I was working mm. in Mississauga. And so she was like, you know, you can work from home Oh wow. on Mondays awesome. and Fridays. And so I worked from home awesome. on Mondays and Fridays. But then I, I worked late Tuesdays, Wednesdays, sometimes mm. even Thursdays. And so I wouldn't see my daughter. Like, I wouldn't mm. see her until the morning. Oh, wow. And then I would drop her off at daycare. And then I wouldn't see her again until the next morning. Oh, Because oh, no. I'm working, you know, I'm seeing clients late. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was always, like, um, 
something you had to give. Yeah. But I think because my husband was so hands-on, I didn't, it didn't bother me as much. Yeah. I had one kid and it was like, yeah, I'll see you on the weekend or I'll yeah, see yeah, you yeah, yeah. you know, I'm working from home those other days. But once you have more kids, it's different. Because they all need you. Yeah, because it's like, okay, even if I didn't see one kid tonight, I didn't, like, I didn't see two kids tonight. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's just a whole different ball game yeah. that I wasn't guilt. prepared for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As she's saying it, I'm feeling guilty. Yeah. <laughs> I feel guilty. I feel weighted. You know, every day when I would take my kids to school or daycare, I would like look around and I'm like, other moms do this? <laughs> like, other moms put themselves through this every day. Like yeah. I was like, they put two snowsuits on and then they take two kids out of the car. Yeah, yeah. And then I have to switch her shoes when I pick her up. Yes. And then I have to go get the other kid. And then I have to manage emotions. I'm like, people do this every day. Yeah. I'm like, I, it doesn't seem like that. Like, yeah. I'm like, am I the only one that's stressing? Like, why? Like, is this like this, some kind of secret yeah. that everyone just kept from me? Like, I was really blown away. By, yeah. by the like multiple drop-offs and pickups. And it's hard to believe because when you look around, everyone seems like they have it together and they're like, have a great day. That's what I'm Everything's saying. Yeah. together. People are dressed up nicely. Yo, mm-hmm. I was miserable. <laughs> I, I, when I do pick up and drop, I was not smiling at anybody. I was like, yo, like, give my kids, like, I'm tired. Like, I, maybe I crack a smile. I, I don't care. Yeah. Uh-huh. No. Yeah. <laughs> I think that that's one of the reasons why, like, as you're, you know, what she's describing is one of the things that actually prompted us to do this in the first place was like a space to be honest about what really transpires and what we're really going through. Cause I feel like, yeah, there's a facade that like everyone's just content doing it. And it's like, no, you're doing it because you have to do it. But truly, are you content? And it's like, no, I'm not, I'm not feeling good about this. I feel stressed. I feel overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And you know, that just, it's, it's hard, man. Like it's so, so, so hard. Yeah. And I think, and that's why when it comes to working, it's like having a, a job that's supportive is, makes such a big difference. Mm-hmm. And having a partner that's supportive because True. with my, my job, when I had my first, I was a very supportive environment. Mm-hmm. Like my supervisor was like my therapist. Like oh, it fabulous. was just a very supportive environment. She would even say like, so now you're not taking your sick days like use that as mental health days Ooh, like yes. take like take a day off this week like she was like like a real therapist and yeah. so with my with my job that was local it was the opposite like they would forget that I had kids because no one's asking me about my kids yeah. no one's like commenting if I'm sick they're frustrated that I'm sick like oh, wow. it was it was just not a supportive environment and so um when I was there it was as if I didn't have kids and I just had to act as if I'm just, oh, I'm just there working, right? Yeah. And then when I'm with my kids, I have to pretend that I didn't just have a stressful day. Yeah. And so that made it more challenging yeah. too. And so like having a, a healthy work environment is so, so important. I definitely so agree. Yeah. Because I'm so grateful yeah. for my team that I work with because I came back to work and I immediate, immediately got sick. Yeah. And my supervisor was like, not a big deal. I overstaffed. For the next week and a half. So Fabulous. if you want to come, you can come. If you don't want to come, work your way through the day. Like if you want to start off with a half day and then work your way up to the eight hour shift, go for it. He's like, whatever you feel is comfortable. I know it's hard and it's your first child. Do what you need to do. And I was like pretty blown away because it was a man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's um, beautiful. And I was like, wow. <laughs> Thank you. I yeah. really appreciate yeah, that yeah. because I was stressing out about, you know, missing work and mm-hmm. I haven't been back in so long and I'm sick and I have to worry about the baby and the yeah, baby was yeah. sick and like, should I go to work or should I just leave her? Mm-hmm. And they were 100% on board for whatever decision I made and I was so grateful for that. So yeah, that I can definitely relate to having a supportive team at work. Yeah. yeah. 
and having people that listen and care mm-hmm. about your real life. Yeah, yeah. I know that it's just it, like, although it may be a career, a passion, something that you've always aspired to do in the grand scheme of things, it's just a job. Yeah. And I respect people that understand that. I think I had something similar actually this week where I spoke to my principal about what courses I would be teaching. And one of the courses that she wanted me to teach, I'd never taught before. Mm-hmm. I was excited to teach, but I was reluctant to teach it because it involved learning material and learning how to use a device. It was fashion. So I had okay. to learn how to sew as well. And uh, we went back and forth about it. And she was like, you know what? It's done. You're not teaching it. Because at the end of the day, like, I don't want you to come back fresh off mat leave with so much, with this huge learning curve. Mm-hmm. I also don't want you here after school, three, four hours later, figuring out how to use a sewing machine. Yeah. I want you at home with your daughter. Aww. So she's like, we're going to find a way out of it. And she did. And like, just, again, I'm so grateful for that because like just extending me that grace. Right. right. Yeah. Um, so we talked a little bit about how important it is to have like a strong um, and supportive work environment. But tell us a little bit more about your spouse. Like, how did having more children, or even one child, or children all together, mm-hmm. like, how did it affect your marriage? Um, well, we had kids, like, really quickly. So okay. we weren't really married for long before oh, wow. we had kids. So we, like, we were married for a year before I gave birth. Not even wow. pregnant. Wow. Yeah. It's like on the honeymoon. <laughs> yeah, basically. And so... Um, but the first year was challenging. Yeah. Um, the first year was just challenging the adjustments, like living together and um, adjusting our expectations and all of that. Mm-hmm. And so I felt like having a kid was like a distraction. It was oh. like, <laughs> kind of distracted us yeah. from our issues. Yeah. Um, and it and so it did affect our it did affect our marriage. Like it did affect our marriage in a good way and in a negative way. Mm-hmm. I think in a good way it, it helped us realize like we have a family right now and so we have to have like a strong foundation Mm -hmm. if we're gonna have these kids like we don't want them to enter the space that's not strong and it's not healthy and so um so yeah we like we read books like we do like um devotionals together beautiful we like connect with other couples Mm -hmm. um i think that really helps us have a strong marriage like listen i i think that's a key to having like well-adjusted kids is really having a strong foundation and whether that might be your marriage whether that's like a strong um family supportive like extended family like you need a strong foundation that's like if you don't have a strong foundation then you bring more kids into this Mm. situation that's really like a recipe for disaster and i think having a strong marriage has really helped us because we take care of our marriage we evaluate our marriage we talk about it areas that we want to improve on areas that we're struggling in um sometimes we have really ugly conversations that i don't like what he said he doesn't like what i said but like sometimes someone needs to check me and sometimes i need to check you and so um yeah we need to talk about it Mm -hmm. right um and if we do have arguments in front of the kids we're also apologizing in front of them we're also showing love in front of them right oh i love that and i and i think that's really what made it easier having a lot of kids okay like knowing that my husband is is gonna help when he can Mm -hmm. and helps when he's there not only helps but actually takes on a lot of the the load yeah um that that made it an easy decision to mm-hmm. have multiple kids. But I think if, if it wasn't as good as it, as it was, mm-hmm. we probably wouldn't have had kids, had multiple kids, or even rushed to have multiple kids. We probably would have taken our time. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Isn't yeah. it? I'm so inspired. <laughs> Me too. I'm like, yes. All about the evaluation, the checking in, the checking. It's, it's not comfortable. It. It's not comfortable. I live by <laughs> that. You know me. So do I. I even just before I left, like Leon and I had a little tiff. Like he had said something earlier that like didn't sit well with me. And then he like left the room, which I also didn't like. And it was like while I was talking, I'm like, oh, okay. 
But like I did something that I hadn't done in a really long time that I'm trying to do, which is I like, just let him go. Like mm-hmm. I'm like, I want to let him go and I'm let him come back because I feel like typically I would chase after him. I'm like, hey, no, I'm not finished talking. Blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, okay, you know what? He left for a reason and I'm not comfortable with the fact that he left, but maybe he left because he felt like he was going to say something that was offensive or he was going to you mm-hmm. know, hurt me or he was going to say something out of character. So anyway, he came back in an okay. hour and we were able to, you know, address it and we're, we're good now. But and I acknowledge the fact that like that wasn't cool and he acknowledged that. Um, but I was happy with the way that I handled it. But to your point, it's so important that we have those conversations and we're transparent with each other. Um, and you and John do that a lot. Oh, yeah. We check <laughs> oh, in, yeah. evaluations. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's important for yeah. us because, like, we know our strengths. We know True. our weaknesses. Mm-hmm. And we know that we have to stay strong in our partnership. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's important to us. Like, we are a team and we need each other by our sides. Yeah. And even if we disagree, I could be like, I'm mad. I'm upset with you right now. Yeah. yeah. But I am so upset that... I will not be able to articulate my true feelings. Exactly. So we are going to talk about this. Mm. And I think that's important. It was an sh- uphill battle for us to learn how to communicate with each other effectively. Mm-hmm. And of course, we're still working on it. But we have now seen the importance of, you know, communicating with each other effectively for the sake of winter. Because yeah. I don't want to model that kind of behavior where she learns how to be, you know, passive aggressive. Exactly. Or, yeah. You know, keeps her feelings inside mm-hmm. or is afraid to speak up for herself. So, yeah. And, like, when the kids leave, we're left it's with just each us. other. Well, this is what I said. Like, this is exactly why. We talked about this with Aisha Curry and how people, like, she went, she came under fire because everyone was like, what do you mean your your marriage is more important than oh, yes. your yes, children? So she and she was that. like, are you kidding me? Uh, absolutely. 100% Like, agree. I adore my kids. Do not get it wrong. She's like, but trust and believe the ranking is God, my marriage, my children. And everyone was like, what? Like, and it was, I remember my mom particularly being so like up in arms over it. Really? She was. But I feel like, you know what? That's a very Caribbean mentality, right? Where like in the Caribbean, like your kids are everything to you. You know what I mean? And it's like, especially like my mom too, like coming, us coming from a broken home. Like my parents got divorced when we were like 16 years old. So my mom, and she's also a product of divorce as well. So the idea that she would feed that much into a marriage seems silly to her mm-hmm. she's like my 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 children seem like a better investment mm-hmm. um but at the same time now she's kind of reaping what she's what she sowed right where like my sister and i are kind of having a life of our own and my mom's kind of like man like it's a little lonely out here no and you know what i mean so i think that like now she kind of understands and i think she's beginning to see the value in, in putting your marriage first um by just watching the way that i'm trying to um conduct my marriage but but okay but about that what do you guys because i don't know i'm kind of on the fence like i kind of feel like when kids are little you not even consciously but you unconsciously put so much into them because like they need you and Mm -hmm. all that so like if someone was to put their marriage first like what would that look like like if if you were putting your marriage first before raising your child well, what the, would that look like? The way I see it, because I had yeah. this conversation with my husband mm-hmm. and he, the whole Aisha Curry thing yeah, came yeah. up and I was like, you know what? My marriage is more important than my children. Um, but at this stage of Winter's life, she needs me more than you because she needs me to survive. Yeah. So at this short span of her life, I might pour a little bit more into her, but it doesn't mean I'm not pouring into us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I will make sure that we have our time together. We are able to have our, you know, alone time, our date night Mm -hmm. and conversation and keep up with each other. But if winter needs me at this moment where I need to, you know, 
teach her things, Mm -hmm. teach her life skills, you know, make her feel loved and needed. And it might be a little bit more than you right now. Then I think that's important because it's for her survival. But when she gets a little bit older and has more independence, then, you know, you are the higher priority. So you're saying that. So then the kids are first. For a short, short time. <laughs> I feel like right now, yeah, yeah. Winter's at the age where she's a lot more independent. She doesn't need me as much, so I can easily say, like, bye, go to yeah. my mom's house for the weekend, yeah. and I can spend more time with, with my husband. I can pour more time and emotion mm-hmm. into him. And it doesn't necessarily even have to be time, but, like, I will make sure I have to talk to you every day, mm-hmm. you know, show interest in what you're doing yeah. and, you know, what's going on in his life. But maybe I can't physically be there for him, yeah. but I can be there for him in every other way. I agree. And I feel like just because I think that the only way that we understand first seconds and, and ranking shouldn't just be with time, mm-hmm. right? Like, I just feel like it, I, I nursed Yara. So, of course, yeah, I'm going to have to give more time to her. But I was sewing into Leon in other ways. I'm mm. reaffirming him. By, you know, letting him know in the morning, like, you know what, I really appreciate you and I love mm-hmm. you and thank you so much for providing for the family. Like, him going out and hearing that, like, fine, so maybe he doesn't want to be with me. We're not going to be together all day, but that's sewing into him. That's mm-hmm. reminding him, like, this, I'm here for us. Like, doing other things, like making something that he may like or sitting Sex. Like, Hello. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Well, every guy that's listening is like, when is she going to say that? <laughs> like, you know, be, I was getting there, girl. <laughs> like, you know, being ready. And, and what I mean ready, I mean ready. Like when he's home, like that, those things are important. So yeah. I, I just feel like we can't quantify who's first, second or third by by judging the amount of time that you're spending or giving to anything, one yeah. thing. Um, but I, I, I do feel like putting my marriage, you know, at the forefront was really important and I agreed. I, 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 I won't say that I always did that because especially when I was first a mother, um, that was hard. It was so hard because it wasn't even like I was just giving to Yara. I was also like, I felt like even putting like everything I felt like became before my marriage and Leon really had to like, you know, help me see that I was doing that and that he was being neglected and I'm grateful that you know, he, he had that conversation and that I was able to speak to us, some of my other friends with kids yeah. because at first it, I perceived him as being selfish, right? Or mm-hmm. greedy yeah. or greedy. Um, but then I realized really what was at play and what was at stake if I didn't, um, you know, kind of reprioritize. So yeah, it's hard. Love though. that. Love yeah. that. So do you guys want multiple children? I do. I got the juice. <laughs> I feel like I do. I definitely do. I, I, Leon and I both come from a, Okay, well, my dad has multiple, like three other kids in Jamaica. Leon's father has like ten other kids in Jamaica. So, in an essence, we come from a big family. But in terms of like uh, the siblings that we know that we're close with, I have one. Leon has one. Yeah. So I've always, we've always both said one is not going to be enough. It's going to have to be at least two. Yeah. Prior to having children, I thought three would be the goal. One, two seems a little more realistic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at this time, seems a little more realistic, um, because of some of the things that I actually wanted to ask you about. So one of the things is cost. But that's my big concern with multiples. Like That is basically how? our deciding factor. Because one day, like at first, my husband was like totally opposed yeah. to having another kid. It yeah. took like a while for him to warm up to the idea of having children. Yeah. But he has a small family. I came from a bigger family. I have four siblings. Mm-hmm. So I was used to, you know, the noise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> People around you all the time. And yeah. he is like so overwhelmed by that. Like yeah. when I'm with my family, he's like, I'm going to go in the other room. This is just <laughs> But I'm like, I feel like even though I spent a lot of time alone in my family, I loved having people around. So I feel like I would feel 
like I'm giving Winter a disservice by yeah. not giving her a sibling. I'm like, you're going to grow up and yes, you may have a lot of cousins, mm-hmm. but they're not going to be your sibling. It's not the same. Yeah. Not the same. No. You won't have that connection that you can have with someone for the rest of your life. Absolutely. Yeah. So, but I the, don't know. Yeah, but the challenge therein, and, and I think the common um, concern that I hear from some of my friends who who don't have kids or who have like one child is like in 2020 where everything is so blasted expensive like where how like how how can someone have a family (laughs) the how the how yeah so um i mean we're not gonna dive into your finances like so can you open your bank book (laughs) how your budget but do you agree with that do you feel like it's just financially impossible to have multiple kids um, I, I do think sacri- sacrifices are necessary yeah. to have multiple kids. And I think um, for us, having multiples have forced us to think outside the box. Okay. You know, so it forced Othniel to kind of explore other routes of getting making money. And that's when he started real estate. Oh, fabulous. And I like me, like I started my own practice mm-hmm. because it's like we need to make we need to have more flexible streams of money, like mm-hmm. of income. Like we both can't be tied to nine to five forever. Yeah, right. Like that's not going to work because there, there would be times where one kid's sick and it's like, I have meetings that I booked from, for three weeks. You have important meetings. Mm-hmm. Who's going to take it off? Yeah. Right. We both can't be in these jobs with three kids in childcare where we can't get out of them. Yeah. Like, it's not going to work for us. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of forces us to think outside the box, which we're thankful for because sometimes we think like, what if, like, maybe if, maybe if we didn't have three kids, maybe we would not have thought of the box. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't have pushed ourselves. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sure even with you two, like, yeah. you, guys, you guys do a lot. Yeah. Like, you guys do a lot, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's because you had a kid. Absolutely. 100%. 150%. And I think that just continues. Like, the yeah. more kids you have, you're going to make it work. You're going to push yourselves. You're going to be more creative. You're yeah. going to be more open to alternatives, even if it means you know, moving further north or yeah. east or something. <laughs> like, people make know. it work. And so I think it's kind of evaluating what your values are, evaluating, yeah. like, why you want to have more kids mm. and then making that decision. Like, I wouldn't want people to make that decision just based on income. Yeah. You know, like, back to, like, having a strong marriage, having a strong um, support system. Mm-hmm. You know, like, some people don't have parents where they can drop their kids off. And true. so true. they don't, might not have siblings that live close by. And so mm-hmm. in that case, that would be really hard to have more kids, yeah, you know, because exactly. then childcare is, is expensive. Hiring a babysitter every time we go to date night, that's like, yeah. you know, $200 a yeah. night. Like, not everyone can afford that. And so I think you kind of have to evaluate all those things before. That is true. Because having multiples. Yeah. Um, that was a huge factor for us because I'm like, we don't have many options when we do want to go somewhere mm. or spend the night out. Mm. It's either one of us has to stay back because we can basically only lean on my mom and mm-hmm. My mom is not old, so she she has a job and she has a life, mm-hmm. and I don't want to lean on her for everything. Yeah, and it's always- Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The weekends, I'm like, yo, she worked a full day or full week. I don't want to just dump my baby on her for the weekend when she wants to relax. Of course. And, you know, do her own thing. Yeah. So I'm like, if we have another child, 
who's going to watch two small children? Yeah. And then my siblings also have children. Mm -hmm. So my parents are not going to, you know, run their own daycare. Yeah. <laughs> of grandchildren. Of course. No, it's, you're so right. I so think, it was a yeah. lot for me to think about. But yeah. I, I feel deep down now. I'm more leaning every day to leaning having another towards one? having another oh, child. Yeah. Because I feel like I can make it work. I'm adaptable. Yeah. When I had winter, I hit the ground running of yeah. how I'm how am I gonna change my life. Yeah. And I feel like if I have another child, I'll become more crafty and creative. I love that idea. <laughs> I think that that's the cool thing about children pushing you. And I, I definitely so credit Yara for everything. For so obviously for the birth of Yara Beans Boutique. <laughs> yeah. um, but also even for like, you know, encouraging me to do this. Like so many things were birthed out of birthing. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm really grateful for that. But I think it's cool when you said um, like evaluating your values. And I think that that's something that I'm constantly called to check. Like one of my, our, like a, a good friend of mine, you know Crystal really well. Uh, she has three kids now. And I asked her about little things like, what about like, um, extracurriculars or trips and all these things. Like, are these things that you're concerned about? Are you concerned about not being able to afford those things? Are you worried that it may be too challenging? And she's like, I think what's important for you know you to consider. And she's like, and we all have different values, and there are things that are important to us. Is who are you doing these things for? Mm. Like, are these things really for you? Are they for your kids? Are they for other people? Are, is it to show your 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 peers or you know mm -hmm. the world that like, oh, my daughter's in this and that and that? Is it really? But and whether it's benefiting that child or not, because I feel like. So many parents put their children in things that are costly and it's for no true benefit of the child and more so for the, for the parent. And she's like, and the same thing goes for a lot of the vacations. Sometimes parents take their kids on. Not that it's not, there's no benefit in traveling. And mm -hmm. I'm someone who loves to travel on vacation, but she's like, I just feel like sometimes the, the, those kinds of pressures, uh, we put them on, we put them on ourselves. And she's like, I, I won't allow those things to be limitations um, to whether or not I have children or I grow my family. Mm -hmm. Like I'm going to grow my family because I want to, and because that's what I feel like I was called to do by God. Wow. Um, oh, and when beautiful. she put it like that, I was like, you know, that's really, that's, that's really impactful. Like it was something for me to think about. Um, because I do see that I feel like, you know, being a teacher, some of my kids are in hockey and they're in dance and I see the benefits of those things for sure. Mm -hmm. But sometimes I don't know whether or not, again, I'm, I'm leaning towards doing something similar with Yara because like, I need to check myself and really evaluate why is it that I feel compelled to, in, you know, enroll her in those things. And, yeah. Um, so yeah, what did you have a, like a perspective on that in terms of like, that did that, did any of those thoughts cross your mind? Uh, as you continue to grow your family, like no, like okay, like, like I, I grew up, in the, I grew up in the hood, like I grew up so poor, like we grew, up, like, we like, did not have much growing up, okay. and uh -huh. so like whenever I compare myself, like so when I was little, I was like, why are you guys having more kids? Like yeah. you guys don't even have no money. Like I was like a brat, <laughs> and so now that I'm in a different, I'm not, I wouldn't say like I'm more well off, but I'm in a much better situation than I than my parents were. Okay, and so I'm just so thankful for that, mm. and like I know I have more, and they still gave us a decent life, you right. know. Very True. And so um, I think sometimes we want to give our kids a lot because I've been through that where I'm just like, I need to have my kids into more programs. Like, yeah. I, like I can't afford all this money. Like yeah. it's, it's, it's just a lot. And feeling like I'm doing disservice to them. Like yes. I'm feeling as a parent, but I think it's because I grew up that way. So it's like, I need to give my kids something that I didn't have. Of course. But there's yeah. so much other things that I didn't have that I'm giving my kids. Amen. Right? And there's so many other things that we can give them. Yeah. Like stable home, like mm -hmm. being like responsive, respecting their emotions, like mm -hmm. teaching them boundaries teaching them confidence like yeah. there's so many other things that we can pour into our kids that maybe were not poured into us mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I don't think we need to take that for granted like True. especially 
me working like the work that I've done like a lot of like mental health issues begin in childhood yeah oh, you know gosh, yeah. and I- I'm not gonna miss that mm-hmm. like there's yeah. no way I'm gonna miss that mm-hmm. and whether my child is in dance or not they're still susceptible to those things mm-hmm. those those things are really gonna be prevented by us having a strong connection us having open communication like right. teaching my kids how to regulate their emotions and mm-hmm. them seeing me able to regulate my emotions them seeing me able to engage in a conflict and solve it yeah. in a healthy way they're mm-hmm. going to see that and they're going to copy that and yes. they're going to they're i want them to, equ- to to equip them with the skills to kind of like face the hardships in life right, right. so true and so that might be accomplished by going to dance or that might be accomplished in us solving a fight at home Very but true. those things are important important and i think us as parents we have the resources now at, at our fingertips, mm-hmm. right? We have, we, we can read, we can do our research and we can learn those things. And those are things that are like really important to me. And I'm, and so I, I and, and so that's what, that's, that's the kind of stuff that I think of when it's like, when I'm going to have more kids, do I have the ability to do that? Do I have the space to do that? Can I still do that if I have four kids, if I have five kids? Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know, maybe not. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I would try to evaluate those things before having more. Cool. Um, yeah, anyways, it kind of went on a tangent. No, you did not. No, <laughs> that, makes, <laughs> that makes complete sense. Right? Because, you know, again, I grew I grew up pretty <laughs> poor. <laughs> but, it's so weird saying that, but like... Relatively, right? It yeah. is the truth. Yeah. It is the truth because I'm not where I was before. Yeah. And, you know, one thing I took from my childhood is even though I didn't have many things, I still cherish the times I had with my dad. He didn't... They didn't necessarily get to put me in extracurricular activities mm-hmm. or all the ones that I wanted to participate in. Mm-hmm. But we had the best times where, you know, every day my dad would take us bike riding. Yeah. Very nice. Or we'd get to, you know, walk, go for a walk at, at the beach and, mm-hmm. you know, feed the birds. Or every Saturday we all loved track. And, like, I mean, my dad had to, my parents, one worked in the morning and then one worked at night. Mm-hmm. So they both took turns mm-hmm. and, you know, we watched them hustle. Yeah. And these are the things that I valued, you know, mm-hmm. when they, they had a dream, they opened a restaurant. It's like we didn't have much, but they still were able to execute their dreams mm-hmm. and they were still able to spend quality time. And that when I grew up, that became very important to me, yeah. is spending mm-hmm. that quality time. And I think we spoke about this in a past episode where we were talking about, is it necessary bringing our children to those classes? Like mommy, mommy and me. And me. Yeah, yeah. And Last then we also in. discussed like we ended up cherishing more like going to the park with our kids and, you know, having picnics in the park and just like laying out with them and spending the day in our pajamas. And that ended up being more valuable than going to a baby and me music class. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like, yeah, you're right about prioritizing what really is important for Mm -hmm. your child and not what you think is important for you yeah. to do for your child. Yeah, yeah, to make you feel like, you know, I'm I'm a, I'm a good mom. Exactly. I didn't have this, so I'm going to give it to my kid. Yeah. And that's going to make me a good parent. Mm-hmm. Like, no, it's not. Yeah. It's great. It's good. But yeah. it's not going to make you a good parent. It's not going to make your kid good. Yeah. There are people you know? that, you know, can consistently get stuff from their parents and they, yeah. hate, they hate their parents. Very true. And I think that sometimes, too, we forget about, like, we're so focused on the activity, we forget about the, 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 the people who are present, the ones who are engaging the activity. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, one of my colleagues talked about how her son's in hockey and he's it's great, but like some of his peers, his hockey mates are awful, mm-hmm. right? And it's just like yeah, so like it's weird then where you're you know you're paying for your child to be a part of something that you know that is is supporting their 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 socialization and their confidence and all these other great things, 
but they're also picking up nasty habits from the people that they're surrounded by. And it's like, and you're paying to keep your child in that kind of toxic environment. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that there's just, it just more needs to be evaluated when we decide what to do with our kids and, you know, yeah. how to make use of their time for sure. Yeah. And what qualities you want to give your children. Right. It's very important for me to have a relationship with Winter where she feels heard and that she knows that I am able to see her and mm-hmm. understand who she is as a person where she feels comfortable for her to come to me and discuss things or, you know, express her feelings. That's what I want to be to Winter. Yeah. Not that like, oh, I, I want this mom or I want to go here. I want her to be like, you know what, mom? Today I feel yeah. low or today I felt uncomfortable. I want her to be able to express those things to me. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's more valuable because I think coming from a Caribbean home, we we didn't experience that. We weren't even no. allowed to talk to our parents Aww. like that. You know, that and was- I, you're, you're so right. And I think that even in my experience with teaching, I feel like then that's right across the board, regardless, like irrespective of race, the number, the number one reoccurring issue that students talk to me about and share with me is that they don't feel heard. They don't mm-hmm. feel heard and they don't feel seen. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's really, really scary. Yeah. So I think that you're dead on, both of you, in terms of like making sure that like that's something that you kind of curb with your kids. And um, it kind of leads me to the next question about middle child syndrome and having three kids. And how do you ensure that like you have, you give enough to all three kids? Like Ariam was, you know, the baby and then in comes Wintana. <laughs> taking over (laughs) so how do we how do you avoid that how do you make sure that they all feel um I I I haven't really had that struggle with Ariam like she she really got she's blessed because um I started my well I was working part-time since she was um before she was two Mm -hmm. and so she was only going to daycare three times a week and so I had Mm -hmm. her two times a week and so she spent a lot of time with me. I think that's when we started bonding again. Like, mm-hmm. I felt like I lost her for a little bit because <laughs> she, like, loved daycare. Yeah. And <laughs> she's always with her dad. Like, she just, I felt like she kind of disregarded me a yeah. little bit. And so having her um, part-time, I felt like we were able to bond. And bef- and then before when Tana came, I was home with her for two months before, I w- like, full-time. Mm-hmm. And so we were, we bonded over that, too. And and yeah, and now I don't really, I don't know. I don't really think she has like middle child syndrome. Fabulous. I think the struggle really is with my oldest one because mm. she feels like two of them are at home with you. Mm. They're getting all mommy time oh. and I'm getting left out. And so she's really close to me. We've all, she's always been really attached to me. And so with her, I have to, we have to do like one-on-one stuff. And so like Panera Bread's our place. Oh my God. We have to go on <laughs> <So> our... So <laughs> <laughs> no. We go to Panera Bread. Some go to Tim Hortons. No. No, no. She <laughs> wants to go to Panera Bread. And so, um, yeah, that's just our thing. I probably need to take her tomorrow because she, she feels like we're all, like we're all spending time together with you, but yeah. like me and you are not spending enough time that's together. That's like so sweet. She specifically says that. And so... Yeah, I need to spend a lot more time with the oldest. I'm even thinking about um, incorporating, like, one-on-one connection time with her every day. Wow. Right? Like, that's a a, – because connection is so important Mm -hmm. in parenting. Yeah. Um, Allowing our kids, like, feel connected and feel – like you guys said, feel heard, feel seen. And and I just feel like she she does not – feel as connected to me as mm-hmm. she wants to be like mm-hmm. like I like she wants to hug me all the time so I'm like how many times a day do you want me to hug you she said 20 <laughs> and so every couple of days she's like mom you only hugged me five times today wow like, okay like I'll squeeze in some hugs now so, yeah. and so she reminds me that we have not yet reached 
20. Oh my God. God. Day, what I do 20 times a day. I can't imagine. So, like, so if you give her one long one, what does that count as? And so sometimes I play into that. I'm like, okay, this is like three. And like, I let go and I hug her. I'm like, this is three hugs. And she's just like, no, like I need 20 hugs. Like oh, I have wow. not reached 20 hugs yet. And so my goal is to try to like incorporate one-on-one time with her every day, whether it's like you know, bedtime, we have five minutes together. Like mm-hmm. she reads books every day at school. So I try to make that our connection time, okay. but it doesn't always work. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, my biggest challenge is with her, to be honest, is the oldest. Yeah. I was going to ask like, what would connection time look like? Like I'm getting curious to know, like so, how would you build connection? So my connection time, how, how, what it would look like to me is just asking the kids, like, what do you want to do together? Oh. Like oh. 10 minutes, oh. you can just choose <laughs> what, what we do. And so like Ariam's always like, I want to play with Lego or like, I want to play with the dollhouse. And so we'll just do that. Yeah. Um, like Ariam's easy because she's, she's like at my favorite age, which is like three. Like yeah. I just love like one and a half to like four is like my favorite Favorite, Aww. favorite, favorite age. Like, really? I love it. I love it. So she's right in the middle. Good and so she's, she's easygoing. She's like, oh, anywhere. And she'll just do anything with me. But um, Mizan's, like, very, like, I can't look at my phone. I can't look at anyone else. I can't, like, have someone else sitting beside me. So, like, I have to make sure it's just 10 minutes because, like, it's like I'm, like, jailed for, like, 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. So... So that that's that's the hard that's the hard thing for me. So I think every everyone's different. Some people mm-hmm. are struggling with the middle child. Yeah. Some people struggle with the oldest. So I'm struggling with the oldest. That's yeah. so cute. Oh yeah. my goodness. I love the idea of like being so intentional with carving out time. What do you want to do? That's um, so cute. Yeah, awesome. I got it from another another blogger who who practices gentle parenting, and so she's like big on connection. Mm-hmm. And so I'm in like these con- I mean these like connection Facebook groups. And oh, that would lead to a. Um, a question I want to ask Facebook. you. <laughs> have you noticed that you have to use um, different parenting styles? Oh my for gosh, yes, yes, yeah. yes. And so, so like Mizan, my oldest, has changed me as a parent. Like she has dramatically changed my parenting. So like I really thought like I had this parenting thing like down packed, right? Like I was, I've been working with parents for years, telling them how to raise their kids. I'm like, I'm going to have my own kids. This is going to be easy. Yeah. Like I'm, I got this. And then, you know, one week in, I was like, okay, I don't like, I don't got this. <laughs> this is like really hard. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, with Mizan, um, it's once she, once she was, once she started school. Okay is when it became challenging mm-hmm. for us. Like, she hated going to before and after care at school. And mind you, she was in she was in before care for, like, 15 minutes. Oh, wow. Okay, because I was always late for work. And she was in after care for, like, 20 minutes. Oh, wow. Sometimes it was, like, an hour max you are in before and after care together. Okay? And despised it. And I'm, I'm paying a bag of money for this. And right? she hated it. Like, that oh was it. Like, gosh. she really, really hated it. And so, um, and so I just found it stressful. Like mm-hmm. everything was like a problem. Like, what am I supposed to do? Like, you have to go to this thing. Yeah. And so, um, so I think in the beginning I was really frustrated and, and as she gets older, it's like, why are you still, why are you still acting like a child? Like yeah. I had to change her shoes. Like she would act like a baby. Like she wanted me to like baby her and it's oh, like, wow. she wanted me to zip her jacket and me mm-hmm. to do these things. And so I'm getting frustrated, not realizing that like, she just wants me more. Mm-hmm. Like, she just mm-hmm. wants my attention. And that yeah. is her way of asking for my attention and mm-hmm. like wanting more connection with me because she's missing out on that connection. She, yeah. was, she was home with me before she started school 
once she started school, I went back to work. Yeah. And so, um, so yeah, I had to like really look into different parenting techniques. And that's when I came across like gentle parenting and I, I've had to use that for her. Like, mm-hmm. so before I used to like have timeouts and all that, like I don't do timeouts anymore. Like we'll only do time ins. Like if someone does something wrong, we talk about it. Um, I show affection, I show love, like I don't really punish. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say I do punishment, like yeah, discipline, structure, but I wouldn't say I punish them. Right. Um, it's mostly because of Mizan. Like Aryan can take it. Mm-hmm. Like a couple of times I slapped her by accident. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. like, yeah. And I don't even believe in slapping mm-hmm. because Aryan is just that tough kid. Yeah. yeah. But like Mizan would be like traumatized. I think she saw her like a relative get beat and she was like, what like she was was so but like rm hits people right now she's hitting she's hitting her sister she would hit us before like she was just aggressive so like if i had her first i probably wouldn't have changed my parenting yeah you know because she could take everything Mm -hmm. but like me i remember once i put her her toys on timeout and she flipped out I was trying to trying to trying to ting like I was yeah. like, like let me let me switch it up or something yeah. like put her toys in timeout didn't work like she was like how dare you like, <laughs> like, like I'm a bad person like I put her favorite toys in the corner yeah and so yeah so it forced me it forced me to change my parenting techniques and what's what's interesting is as I was trying to change my parenting techniques I'm still trying I've had to change myself. Mm-hmm. Wow. Like, I, I had to really question myself. Like, why is this five-year-old getting me so angry? Mm-hmm. She's five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where is this anger coming from? Yeah. Where is True. this anger stemming from? Like, yes. And then I had to do reflection. And then, then I had to go on my own healing journey oh, and all yeah. this stuff to, like, become a more zen and peaceful mm. person for her. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, Kids just really for know her. how to check you, man. Oh, my right? goodness. <laughs> Trust me. And now my husband checks me. Now he's like, Sonia, you need to calm down. Like, yeah. You're a little little rough with the kids. Like, just like, like yeah. calm down. Yeah. Because right? he knows what, like, the, the kind of parent I want to be and the kind of parent the kids need. And he's now bought into that. And now he, like, supports me mm-hmm. in being that kind of parent. Wow. That's yeah, good. yeah. I feel so like this idea of g- gentle parenting, like I'm really trying I'm to like, look into that. my Caribbeanness, <laughs> but I'm like, it just feels like I'm like, oh my gosh, like how effective would that be? But I mean, it's honestly, it's I working. believe it. Yeah. I think we talked about it briefly one time. Did we? Because at Winter's birthday party, and I'm like, I don't think I want to hit my kids, oh, and everyone's okay. like, girl. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And the thing, I've always been against hitting. I've yeah. always yeah. been against hitting. And, I, and But it's so crazy that I've done it a couple times. Like, my hand. Yeah. <laughs> like, once uh, Mizan, she, like, licked the car. Mm-hmm. Yo, oh, my hand just, I didn't even, yeah. like, control my hand. It just Girl. flinged her head. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my goodness, I'm so sorry. It was yeah. an accident. She was like, you hit my head. Yeah. I'm like, you licked the car. <laughs> Anyways, and yeah. so I did, like, I probably, like, won, like, three times. I, I can count the times. But it was so ingrained in me. That, like, my hand has, like, a yeah. mind of its own. Same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I felt the same way, that I felt like I wanted hitting to be a last resort, and I've already hit Yara. Mm-hmm. But it's just, like, little things. Like, it's like she went to, she's constantly in the dog food. Like, it's, like, oh nonstop. Oh like, nonstop. God. She's, like, using the dog, like, um, water as, like, a bath. She's, like, splashing it everywhere. Ooh. eating. And I'm just, like, we try, I, try, I feel like I tried. I feel like I tried a lot. I mean, a lot of different techniques. I mean, being honest, that I do it a little bit of research? No. I tried, like, very kindly asking her not to, you know, showing her that's Pino's food, this is your food. I feel like I tried, but then just the other day, it, like, went right to her mouth, and I just slapped her hand so hard. She held her hand right up to her face, and the way that she looked at me, she's like, how could you? Yeah, literally, like, oh. and instantly started crying. I felt terrible, but I'm like, I just don't want her to So gentle parenting would say that that's age-appropriate, what she's doing, mm-hmm. and that okay. all you do is redirect. 
every time. Yeah, that is just it's just age appropriate. Like she's one and she's gonna explore. Yeah, and she's gonna touch it, and it's probably gonna draw her more that you're saying no and not not to do it. It's probably just gonna be more appealing. <sighs> And, I agree. Yeah. Because I noticed mm. that with Winter, she oh. loves when I say, no, don't touch that. Yeah. And now she does it with her dolls. Like the talking. Oh, yeah, no, don't touch. <laughs> <laughs> and she's loving it, telling them not to touch stuff. Oh. So like now I just like redirect. I'm like, that's going to hurt you. That's yeah. going to pinch you. Don't do oh, that. Man. And you know, um, John has no patience for that yeah. at all. Leon's He's like, why don't you just tap her finger? Leon's why don't you just tap her hand? I'm yeah. like, because it's unnecessary when that's a part of her nature. She's a child. She's yeah. curious. And she's a part like, of her development. Yeah. So, yeah. She just yeah. learned to walk. So, of course, mm-hmm. on her own, she's going to be allowed to explore Fair. without any um, limita- yeah. Yeah, limitations. Yeah. Um, so just let her be. As yeah. long as she doesn't hurt herself, just mm-hmm. let her be. He's like, oh, but she's going to, you know, throw this and hurt herself. I'm like, you know, she won't hurt herself that much. Yeah. She'll learn after that. Exactly. I mean, if you fall down, you're going to be like, oh, I'm not going to go on that step. Yeah. And and for me, like practicing gentle parenting, I think it will help our connection stay intact. For sure. Mm-hmm. It won't like cause this like divide, like parent versus kid, mm-hmm. you know, but then it's the worst when they like throw it back on you. Like mm-hmm. my, my six year old's always like, you told me it's my body and I don't want to wear that. So oh. I'm not wearing it. That's you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. See? Or yeah, she, yeah. like, she'll just, she always brings it back. And I'm just like, that's true. I didn't say that. She'll be like, you said you're not the boss. And I'm like, well, kind of, I kind of am the, um, I'm like, have to like use yeah. the language, but it's hard. Like that it's part hard is hard getting checked. That, yeah. That yeah. And it's like, well, just don't talk. We talk with your respect and yeah. you're not talking with respect. So let's just, you know. Yeah. Lord, the patience. Exactly. The patience. And I, I think it's harder to me. And again, I have to check myself because then I'm, Again, concerned about the public, but I think I'm more concerned about like outbursts in public. And then like, how do I exercise gentle parenting in public? Mm. Like where now, like where I feel like I'm being challenged or humiliated. Like, how do I make sure that I'm still honoring what I promised to my children, but at the same time trying to preserve, like, you know, my, my ego. <laughs> <laughs> you Yo, know? there's no ego when you it's have true. a little no t- a kid with a temper tantrum. There's no ego. Like once R.E.M., Yo, she did me so wrong one day. Like, she was in the store. I think she wanted something that she didn't like. And I'm like, you don't even like that. Yeah. And so we're not going to get it. Went on the ground screaming. So I oh picked God. her up under my arm and like marched out the, the store, kicked herself out of my arm in the <gasps> rain, lying down on the floor in the wow. rain. Wow. So now I'm like, no, 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 this kid, this is this a little too much. So I pick her up again. We're walking through the parking lot and then she kicks off her shoes. <gasps> so I'm carrying things in the other hand. I'm carrying her with the other hand and she kicked off her shoes. So some stranger brought me the shoe. I got the shoe and this kid starts laughing. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, you did that on purpose. Yeah. You're laughing. You're having a tantrum then you're laughing. Oh my goodness. And so we get in the car seat and she's like, I want to go home. And she just turned two. She's like, I want to go home. I'm like, we're not going home. No, mm. I'm not finished my errands. We're not going home. That she wouldn't go in the car seat. I'm sweating. I hate when they do that. It's raining. <laughs> and I like stopped her in the car seat and I buckled her and then she just stopped fighting me. <laughs> like this what? Kid. Like why? Struggle. And I'm like, this is struggle. why kids get hit. I'm like, yeah. this is why yeah. kids get hit. Yeah. I'm not gonna hit you though. You're not gonna no, I'm not gonna give in. But this is this is what it is. Yeah. They really test their boundaries. They really test their boundaries. And it's just yeah. it's just learning. Yeah. It's like I because if I gave in, oh the next time would have been even worse. The yep. next time would have been hell. And I'm like, I'm not giving in. Yep. Wow. But switching gears a little bit out of parenting and into uh, one of your new passion projects, which is mommy blogging. Mm. What do you think um, or what would you say are some of the benefits and drawbacks of sharing um, your world with the world? Uh, 
I, I'm not a consistent person. Like some most days, I will share anything to mm-hmm. anybody. But sometimes I just don't want to share anything. Yeah. I just don't want to share. Like, I just want to like, you know, be happy by myself or yeah. I want to be sad of myself. And I just yeah. don't want anyone to know. Like, yeah. Yeah. And I think that's hard. I think that's hard sometimes um, being, uh, making people feel like they they deserve a piece of you. Yeah. Like yeah. Some, or even if I like see someone sometimes, they feel like they know me and mm, it's like, yeah. you don't really know me. Yeah. Like, I just, cause I post that, you don't really know me. Yeah. Um, like even sometimes I feel like, um, people that don't know me that well, like will finish like my sentences or like will ask me stuff and like, will let me talk. And I'm just like, <laughs> okay, like I'm just going to sit here and just smile because you know me. <laughs> so like, yep. so that, like, I don't like that. Like that's, yeah. that's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. And, um, yeah, I, I don't like that part. But otherwise, I like it because I just feel like there's not enough of people that look like us in this in these spaces. Very you true. know, like we're moms, mm-hmm. like we're black moms, mm-hmm. and um, we have we have struggles, we have successes, we have yeah. skills, mm-hmm. we have things to share, and we have um, we want to connect with others. And there needs to be a space for us. And I think right. for that reason is a big reason why I share is because like I. I love it when I see another mommy blogger that looks like me, lives like me, has the same values as me. Yeah. And like, like I want to, I want to be part of that journey too. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's important for us to occupy these spaces, like as even like podcast spaces, yeah. blogging spaces, YouTube spaces. I think yeah. these are all very important. Um, yeah. We deserve to be seen and we deserve to be heard. Yeah. Especially yeah. in a black Canadian context. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like exactly. I feel like that, like definitely like our voices are, are, are very, like they're lacking. Yeah. Like there's not enough and I can totally suck in that. Um, and so what would you say prompted you to take, to, to take the plunge? So like I wanted to blog since, um, when I had REM actually, oh, was okay. at Mali, so a couple years ago and I was really working, um, towards doing that. But then I got my designation as a psychotherapist and so oh. I wanted to start my own practice, yeah. but I'm like, I can't be putting myself out there, mm. you know, because when someone wants to hire me, they're going to Google my name oh, okay. and then my Instagram page is going to come yeah. up <laughs> <laughs> professional. And so that's when I decided, I, I changed my mind and I was yeah. like, let me just try to do this thing first and I'll mm-hmm. just put this on the back burner. So I just put everything on private and I just kind of focused on my business. Yeah. Um, but then uh, my business was, my business was a lot more challenging than I expected. Like it was really, it was really expensive mm-hmm. and it was, it took a toll on me like emotionally as well. And I just felt like I didn't have much more to give to my kids mm. when doing such emotionally intensive work. And right. so I'm like, let me try this again. I, I, I wasn't sure what the outcome was going to be. I still really don't know. But, um, but yeah, so I decided to kind of do the blogging thing, yeah. see where it goes and then. I don't know, decide what to do with my business once my mat leave ends and yeah. once I get there. And so I'm kind of, I'm not, like, I don't know what to do right now, but I'm here. <laughs> oh, you're in that in-between phase I'm now? I'm in that in-between phase now, <laughs> oh, yeah. hilarious. Yeah, but I but I like it. Yeah. Yeah, it's just about, it, it, figuring out boundaries is the hardest thing, yeah. you know, because my six-year-old does not want a lot of pictures of her. She doesn't mm. like when I say pictures of her all the time, so I have to respect that. Yeah. Um, I try not to overshare about her because she doesn't like that. And she's just, she's just voiced that to you? Like, like I don't want to do this? Like, if we're taking a picture, she's like, I don't want to take a picture. I'm like, okay, you don't have to be in the picture. And that's it. Good for, oh, wow. That's yeah. Good. Yes, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. That's so awesome. that's kind of hard, too. Mm-hmm. Like, trying to, like, trying to respect their boundaries, trying to respect my kids, mm-hmm. like, trying to respect my own boundaries. Like, that's all a bit tricky. Yeah. So <laughs> tell us some secrets that you have with keeping your house in order. <laughs> so... 
Oh, well, who said my house is in order? Number one. <laughs> so first like, like for me, I, I'm really big on values. And mm. so my house, quote unquote, being on order, I would in order would not, I would not say that's like my priority, mm-hmm. to be honest. So I, I, I clean as I go. Mm-hmm. I always clean as I go. If I'm cooking, I'm cleaning while I'm cooking. Yeah. I like, I have a routine every day with laundry. Like I do laundry every single day. Wow. Um, I sweep every day. I vacuum every day. So there's wow. some. Wow. This seems like order to me. I don't know. I don't, I don't <laughs> feel like I have an order. I can't. Me and Lay looking at our laundry <laughs> up there. Seriously, for my vacuum, like, <laughs> dusting off the cords. <laughs> so there's certain things that I'm really on top of. Uh, oh. certain things I'm not on top of like vacuuming upstairs I'm not on top of that mm-hmm. like that like I, I get so disgusted I'm like ugh same you know um, any like cleaning my washroom our washroom like I'm not on top of right mm-hmm. but there's some things yeah I don't know I don't I don't feel like I prioritize that so I make sure I have a rhythm and I have a routine with certain mm-hmm. things and if I don't get to it I don't I don't get to it mm-hmm. like I don't trust myself I don't get I don't feel guilty yeah yeah I don't beat myself up I just do what I can that's the number one thing I've heard mm-hmm. from other mothers is like don't don't kill yourself over doing housework. Yeah. yeah. When you get the chance, get it done. Mm-hmm. But that's not that important. And I learned that quite quickly. Yeah, same. Because yeah. I almost destroyed myself trying to same. clean my house just getting home <laughs> from giving birth. I was like, I'm all right, guys. Let me just... Right. Because people are coming to your house, right? Yeah. So you're yeah, like, I gotta yeah. clean. And I'm just like, if someone's coming over... Yeah, oh God, it has I to be perfect. Yeah. yeah. No, that almost took me out. <laughs> yeah. I was like, forget it. There's no point. You guys should be cleaning my house for exactly. me. That's it. That's the truth. Exactly. If you're coming exactly. over, come with a broom, an Ajax. <laughs> because, listen, I'm not doing I'm it. not doing it. And, like, sometimes you want to make it worth it. That's what's yeah. so bad. Like, when you're at home, especially whether it's on mat leave or just stay-at-home mom, like, you want to ensure that, like, this time I'm, I'm making it worth it. Like, yeah. my house is clean. I have food on the counter. Yes, like, yes. it's worth it that I'm home all day. But it's like, what? who are we trying to prove our worth to? Amen. Like, I'm worthy regardless. My yes. house is clean, not clean. I'm still worthy. Listen. Like, I'm still a good mom. Yeah. And I still deserve to be at home. And I still yeah. deserve whatever, mm-hmm. right? Like, my, these things doesn't make don't make me worthy. And so yeah. kind of, like, thinking that way has helped yeah. me. Because, like, again, I'm big on my mental wellness. Like, yeah. I'm not going to stress myself. So, like, that's my number one priority. Like, am I stressed? Yeah. What's going to stress me? What is stressing me? And I need to take those things out of my life that are stressing me, whether it's, like, the way I'm thinking or what I'm doing or what I'm trying to do. No. No, I don't have time for that. So, with that being said, what does me time look like to you? Mm-hmm. Oh, see, it's funny. Like, I, 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 I struggle with me time. I struggle with me time because sometimes I'm like, do I have enough energy to, like, get myself ready to go somewhere like, <laughs> like I'd rather sleep early yeah. you know so I guess me time like I love bubble baths I mm-hmm. try to I try to do it weekly but I probably do it like every other week mm-hmm. um, I, I'm always reading a book like I think I'm reading four books right now wow. I think that's kind of like me time um, I like going out with I like talking to people like yeah. face to face like I'm not like a phone person like yeah. I like meeting up with people mm-hmm. like that really fills my cup mm-hmm. um yeah, what else do I do? Yeah, I try to like see at least a friend a week, which I've been slipping for the last wow. two months. No, I haven't done it for the last two months. Like I haven't, not not a, a, someone I like, right? So if I'm but like, still, that's good. Yeah, I guess so. So like if I'm gonna like go to a mommy thing, like I want someone else to be there that I like, yeah. Like, or I'm gonna invite someone to my house that mm-hmm. I like, right? But I over the last two months I've been struggling, and I'm like, I I keep forgetting that's my goal. Yeah, so I need to get back on that. I because, hear that. Um, you gotta make it worth your while when you leave your house. It's true. 
Yeah. Because I'm not a social person, so when I do go... <laughs> you're not? No. This is all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, though. You're not, but you're getting there. I am. Yeah. I'm changing, You're making man. strides. That's good. But I think it's so interesting, like, hearing from you both, because I think this year on Mat Leave, what I had an opportunity to, to experience, which I really hadn't over the, the major course of my life was alone time. Yeah. I feel like I'm the complete opposite where I'm such a social butterfly. I'm always, but like prior to having a baby, I was always everywhere yeah. trying to hang out with everybody, scheduling two, three meetups a week. Mm. Like, you know, making time for Leon, wow. making time for my girlfriends. And I think the other piece of that too is that Leon was teaching, um, not teaching, sorry, working outside of the province for a while. So oh. because we were doing long distance, it, it, there was more room okay. there for me mm-hmm. to, you know, have, um, like make time for friends and to engage in, and, and, and pour into those relationships. Um, but, and I love doing that. And I think that that's beautiful. And like, I'm not discounting those moments of that time at all, but I think be having Yara really forced me to spend more time by myself. Mm -hmm. And I really, really appreciated that. I really appreciated learning to love my own company and to just be content being home. And sometimes like I put Yara down and I know that I like Leon's home and he's downstairs chilling or doing whatever he's doing. And I know I could, if I really wanted to, I could go somewhere. I could meet up with someone. And I just choose that, like choose to be alone. And I'm really proud of myself for kind of making those strides and learning to love my own time. So I think it's weird how like I had that um, that switch in 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 preference, but we'll see how it changes when I go back to work. Maybe it'll be the same. Maybe reignite that hot. I know. All of a sudden, I'm like, (laughs) yay, all the friends. (laughs) With that being said, nap time. (laughs) It's pretty much over, but we want to thank tonight. Am I saying your name? Yes. Yes. We want to thank you for coming on our show today. Well, thanks for having me. This is fun. Oh my God, it was so much fun. We're so enlightened. I'm mm-hmm. so excited. <laughs> I hope you guys have more babies. Yeah. So, <laughs> right. more babies for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Let the ovaries do what they will. Um, you know, the conversation made me more open. Yeah, it definitely did. And mm-hmm. I think it gave us some things to think about for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, for our lovely listeners, please let us know uh, if you've got questions, comments for tonight. We will send them her way. Um, give them your information so they can follow you because she's so worth following. Okay, you can follow me at Sinite, S-E-N-A-I-T. And um, my blog is sinitblogs.com. Nice. Good yeah. Stuff. I've, been on, I've been on Instagram since time, so I got my name. Oh. <laughs> that is fabulous. <laughs> That's true. That's rare. You know, I know, right? It is. It is. It is. All right, friends. All right, friends. Nap time is over, and we'll see you guys in our next episode. Bye. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. <laughs> 